G'day punters, welcome to the mailbag. Pete Anthony joined by Jack Dickens and Rob Scurry to review the meetings from Flemington and Rose Hill over the weekend. Rob, are we saying that Rose Hill's actually a good track? Because it seemed to play relatively even. They've had five very fast tempo races for the first time in a long time. I thought the track played really well. Loved it. Loved it. Loved this dry spell in winter. Um, the track tracks are playing, you know, fairly, um, but, you know, just need five mils and all go to shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Dicko, uh, first day back on the tools for yourself. Rated prices went out. Um, how did you find Flemington? Uh, it was a good day, good track. Um, happy with the prices. Stiff not to get a few bigger results. Uh, the track was interesting. It was certainly like a favour to be forward and midfield early, and then it was probably a favour to be midfield to worse. And offense, um, the back third of the meeting, the back two thirds of the meeting. Um, I don't think at any stage of the day did you want to be rails in run or drawn inside. But the, the barriers, like Tia Fellow Star was out of four, but who cares? I was like a two, two and a half K race. Um, Legio 10, who looks way above average out of five. And then the last race, Senegalia was out of barrier two. So outside of that, they were wider. Some double figure barriers and some horses really got out there and, and back and then wide and made ground. Okay. Well, look, let's start at Rose Hill. Rob, you obviously have a keen liking to some of these younger horses. Congregation for Chris Waller defeated Tudor La Vida. Even tempo race to the two year olds. They've broken the overall benchmark on Punicorn's data, but they haven't broken the class. What did you think? Well, like a lot of the day, I was finding Waller runners and I mm. thought these two stood out. Um, like a sore thumb. Uh, congregation, we backed at, uh, what was it, Canterbury when it was um, under the whip, sort of 600 out of in trouble and it ran away and got a win. And I just thought it would be improved. It's like a $2 million horse or something. It parades like a, it can really walk out. You know, I was borderline going to use the Panther word, but you can see why they paid $2 million. It's not a coincidence. Um, it's a very nice horse. Um, but yeah, the, the, the favorite, obviously very unlucky. Um, it looks like a proper, proper horse as well. I thought it was a 1400 meter type. Um, yeah, he probably should have won, but you know, this is the start of well, just a masterclass from Kieran McAvoy. Yeah, yeah. So he's managed to pick up five in the day and uh, we just talked about it just before we started, but came back with intent, right? Yeah. Unbelievable. And he's right on Grabini, um, later in the day is, was, was, uh, I was I was giggling after 400 metres when he found that spot. Yeah, I mean, look, three-year-old race, but very fast tempo here, so over six lengths faster than 600, but it was just bolting on the turn, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, so, so was the one on the inside. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, are we talking about Congregation or Gravini? Uh, Gravini's race. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, it, it's a proper Saturday horse, um, but, yeah, totally bolting in. Not many chases. It was a benchmark seventy-two, and you know the market hated it. But I've, I, you know, I've, I've loved it since its first start on Wednesday at Rose Hill, and you know we had the uh, incident with James Innes Jr. at Gosford, and um, you know, we, we were on it first up. But I thought um, the market factored in it going back, um, and not that it was a really dry track. And this is a big striding horse that's going to appreciate that. And um, yeah, he made a mess of them. Yeah, it, it was one of those horses where it was pretty easy to find it off, you know, last start data. The form's been holding up reasonably well. But as you said, the, the price is maybe a bit skinny at 9 a.m. or so. But, 
yeah, the, the drift and chasing the drift was uh, was very nice from yourself. Um, best figure on the card, Devil's Throat, very fast tempo once again, just sat off him this time and nailed you on Kip's Bay, which was trying to lead the whole way. Yeah, another one Dylan just just missed out on. Um, but, yeah, Kip's Bay, horses don't parade like, like that very often uh, in Sydney where it's just like a complete standout in the yard. Um, Devil's Stroke was something I was, I was kicking myself. I didn't back when I went to Morphville. It's like the only kind of it just jumped out at me, and then it went up seven dollars or something. And I and I didn't pull the trigger, and it got to three fifty on and pissed in first up. But you know, it prayed, it prayed about it. Yeah, it prayed okay. Um, but yeah, Kips Bay looked absolutely outstanding. Um, and did you say anything about the times? Has it gone pretty quick here or? Yeah, yeah, very quick. So very, very fast to the to the six hundred for the class. Yeah, very fast. Last stride just got done. Brutal. I was up next to the owners. Um, they were all screaming. They thought they thought they'd won. So that would have been a fucking shit moment. But yeah, it's another close finish um, on the day. It was, it was a great day, Rachel. Yeah, um, it's basically equaled its PB there, Kip Space. So it's gone as basically as good as it could. Just now, one better on the day. <laughs> Oh, you one that just just sucked into it and just just nailed it. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Oh. Uh, shout out to Karen McAvoy bringing up the fifth on winning verse again. I was a bit concerned given the tempo again, very fast once more, like six and a half lengths faster than six hundred, and just having to put itself into the race, sitting outside the leader, Miss J Fox. But uh, you said strong mare, I think was your comment, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, she's a strong mare, big good good looker. She paraded. You know, look. This time of the day, the lights a bit funny, and mm. I've just done ten races. And you know, I, I don't look at your captain's picks. And if, if I fucking you know had a look at your fucking captain's pick, I might have you know cheated all home with you know gone on the double scoop because they all look pretty even to me. They all parade a really kind of you know good condition. Well, at, yeah, on another day, you know, I, I I like her as the best type here. Annoying, but you know, can't win them all. Yeah. Anything you're following out of the meeting? Anything you want to follow? Oh, Grabini's a proper, yeah. you know, Asta is a shit. And he's, he'll be now 74, 75 rated. And if he gets a dry track, um, I think he'll be winning. Okay. Dicko, if we cross down to Flemington, best figure on the card, Legio 10. Talk to me about this horse. Uh, I missed it. Jackson found it. Full credit, Jackson. I reckon Jackson probably won for his units on Saturday. Um, we sort of discussed our bets pre-race, and more often than not, he was he was thereabouts. I think he would have won. Um, the market steamed this horse, mm. which um, caused me to need to you know thoroughly investigate like how and why. Um, the conclusion I've drawn, and with the assistance of Jules, is fastest last. Big, fast, last four and 200s from lead-up runs are really relevant to straight racing, which we've always said. Um, The tempo has assisted it, but it doesn't explain the market move. Mm. I think the two other factors that that caused the market to steam it are Celine Gaudray and the fact that she was claiming and therefore the horse was below the minimum on a soft track, which I've had my eyes opened up to and I now believe. So... I think that last little bit is the key to why this horse was so heavily backed. But at the same time, Pete, they didn't lay um, – they weren't trying to get rid of 
Midtown boss. It was rock. Yeah, they, they yeah. were rock solid too. Everything else in the race, like absolutely uh, friendless. And I think, um, you know, obviously I was on Midtown boss and I was on Midtown boss heavier after the parade. I think Legio 10 will improve off this, which is the scary thing. It was a very, very nice parade, but um, I was I was half back too, Rob. I didn't want to text you and grow you up, but I think I found three beasts, three winners. Midtown boss um, just looks like a really, really nice horse. Got a bit warm. I think it should have won though. Um, Blake Shin got handled by Selene Gordray, which is rare because he just rode the previous race, one of the great riders of all time. Uh, I think those two horses out of this race, stamped by market, run big fat numbers again and I think uh, are very much worth following throughout winter. It, one comment, it, it doesn't surprise me that a Godolphin run looks like it's got improvement you know, early in the prep. They all seem to look you know, run or two off top early. Fair comment? Yeah, I'd agree. And he's just had a nice nice chest and barrel. Like he's a nice, nice horse. Well-bred horse. And, and, and I think now he's like – you know, for the way we operate, I, well, I operate, I, I, I couldn't sort of steam into him off the prices because he hadn't done a big fat overall number or anything at all. Now he has. But the How same same to Midtown Boss. That's now Midtown Boss's like back-to-back juicy, strong figures. He's a straight track horse. Um, I think you're going to make a lot of money out of both these horses moving forward. If they were to meet again in the final, which I think they could, um, you'd have to just take the early price midtown boss, assuming that Legio 10 will go up sort of 250 and it'll go up seven or 650. Um, I think they should be a lot closer than that. I'm obviously guessing what they're going to open, but you know, done it a few times, that's probably where they'll go. You've come around to the idea of claiming informed claiming apprentice on soft tracks in the winter, yeah, I have. It's always been like a pub sort of pearl from me, you know. Well, the the market, I think I, I've spent like an hour this morning watching it and look trying to figure it out. And that's, I then rang Jules and he sort of said it too. So it's got to be it, I think. Can, can I give you two two little things that I've just picked up? Yep. Last prep, one at Hawkesbury, strong form race, second up. So five of the winners, five of the horses out of that race, won the next start. So good second up profile. The other thing, that first up win at Bendigo was 1.7 lengths superior to anything it's done first up. So the horse has improved. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. <laughs> I just, I was confused. I was really confused with how the market sort of, like I understood them starting sort of both starting four bucks or 350. Mm. But the market just really said no 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 this thing this thing and yeah I just it didn't make sense to me. But in hindsight I think Midtown Boss probably wins this race more often than Legio Ten. Yeah. I think that Legio Ten was suited by the lack of intent early Midtown Boss, which makes sense though because of how hard they were going. And then just not losing any momentum with that beautiful little switch that she made. So if you look at your position and wides data on your punningform.com.au which you should all have um, at the 600, she's in. She's 12th in lane eight and Midtown Boss is 10th in lane seven. And then at the 400, Blake's moved in two lanes. He's, he's moved up to eighth, but he's moved out two lanes to lane nine, whereas she's moved up two spots to 10th and she's in lane three. Yeah. And 
the the acceleration versus the field at the 200 she's fourth in lane three he's only made up two more spots and he's now in lane 13 so she's gone in a straight line from the four to the two against the race which hasn't and he's gone diagonally and been held up and not made the same ground and you know if this race was 1120 meters i think he probably won anyway but you know we we got beaten race three um the same sort of story sort of underestimating the rider of the winner i didn't think that this horse off that off that really slow tempo at bendigo versus what it would face here i didn't think it was entitled to to pretend it was going to sit any closer in run than last and the same with party for one in the previous race like was he going to really were they going to let him the favorite just roll across and just pr turns out they did but yeah let's let's nail race let's nail that race three just finish it off so we backed um well i had overs uh tiktok lady um rumbled again and cuban link now cuban link and rumbled again this stage of the day you did not want to be worse in midfield you look at the positions and wise the first horse was third the second horse was sixth the third horse was fourth and the fourth horse was second at the eight at the thousand so clear advantage on pace in this race and um rumbled again and cuban link were right out the back change of tactics cuban link who's an absolute beast rob really really nice animal um, it's the horse to follow out of this race because it was zero and ten, and it was the fastest last one hundred meters of the race. Um, but this was just one of the great rides all time. Um, Blake Sheen, like, how the fuck did he get it into the PR? Like, how from barrier twelve? He's very good when he wants to. Well, he just followed Sonora across, didn't he? Sonora from barrier ten. That's basically settled outside the leader. Yeah, but it's just a great ride. Just yeah. like, it, I sort of four, set up this four. race as it was like the reverse of the previous race versus uh, TikTok Lady where they, they switched barriers for this race and I thought they'd switch maps. And the ride on TikTok Lady was sweet. I just didn't anticipate that thing getting there. Is this over 1,400? Sorry, I'm yeah. just talking about 400 metres, it's, Flemington. It's impossible to get a, a nice yeah. ride, from go forward, you know. He did it though. Oh, not impossible, but it's 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 usually cast. I've seen many many good horses beat. Mm. That's yeah, it. yeah. So I think Cuban links the horse to follow out of race three, Pete. What about the two year olds in race one? So Stepati's completely obliterated a field, but only just beaten the class benchmark for the two year olds. I think the rest are limited. Um. It's fascinating how horses like this sun source. Like it was a big winner at Ballarat as a two year old early. Went to the Magic Millions. They just can't. They, they so rarely do that and then come back. Um, phenomenal, like phenomenal riding, um, Dean Yendel. Like really made this a race, which which exposed everything else. Obviously believed in his horse and the setup it had. I, I wouldn't doubt Stepati going forward anywhere. Um potentially be over bad. Yeah. But like it was a pretty nice win, wasn't it? And one of those wins too at Flemington where if it was a better race or there were better horses he was racing against, he probably finds another two to three lengths, I reckon. Like he had to really keep the this young horse's head on the job. Focus, 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 because there was nothing else to do. Yeah. 
can I say is 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 two year old racing just like bad for race for most race horses like getting them up before Christmas like unless they're like the exceptional ones I think there's you know a case to be made to you know I think if we put our mailbag bloodstock hat on it's there's there's a positive to going either way so you get a chance to to beat much inferior horses and and make money okay. Yeah, but if your horse isn't ready, then there's a lot of upside still and a lot of hope. By not having, by not having exposed know, the horse before them. it was yeah. ready, it's then got a you you've got hope until you don't. That's racing, yeah. I guess. But yeah, I certainly don't think it's a complete strip out if you buy a horse as a yearling and it doesn't get to the races as a two year old. Yeah, now look at Chrissy Leasing up that won the Oaks. That's his first prep. Think about it. It, got, it, got, it ran yeah. six, Peter, at Taree. First start, 1,200-meter <laughs> maiden, this prep. It's a group one. Like group a complete, it was a, and it's a proper group one, too. Is oh, it? Looks, looks great on the page, but Good it's oaks. not a proper It's a decent <laughs> Oaks, and it's a big win. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, I just I see this like, you know, training 14-year-old for it really hard and professionally to be an athlete over its life and – I think you'd be better off, you know, once they hit 17, 18, where yeah. they really want to do it. You know what would be a good test case for that? The two Waller horses that he's produced now that ran on Saturday versus the Shinzos. We won't get to see Shinzo past, uh, you know, it'll be off to stud pretty soon, I reckon. Yeah, but they might meet again in like a, you know, Golden Rose or something. Yep. Well, well yeah, the, the, the Tula V or whatever, number eight, mm. it's, it's a nice horse. All right. Anything else out of Flemington, Dicko? Uh, race, race five. This verifies good. I think the figure doesn't show how good it is. Like, it was in an unwinnable situation, I thought, and it just found the line, got through its gears. He rode it pretty well too. Nice strong riding at the end, Robert Downey. Um, and this horse was elevens in the six dollars. So the the big boys stamped the horses being. Very, very well placed. I thought um, Got to Be Savvy was a nice run in this race. Um, make some money out of it for sure. That's probably it for race five. In race six, <laughs> I was on private jumbo. Oh, wasn't that just I, gross? I think Jackson was, you know, he knew I was back when this thing crossed the line and I went off my head in the members again <laughs> like five years ago. <laughs> Oh, honestly. Um, Magnus spin out of this race, Peter. Huge PB first up, return gelded off just an okay trial, completely not suited. Uh, I think it might have settled last or second last in run, was widest into the straight, which ended up being the good ground, but I don't know if it was by now. It was race fastest from the 1,000 to the 8. It was near race fastest the whole way home, every little section. It was a very, very nice piece of work. Big PB first up. I think this is a horse you can make money out of second and third up this prep, man. Magnus spin. Okay. Full stop. Full stop. Shah here's a beast, isn't it? Look, I, I really don't know what to make of this race. And again, like going through how the, the day unfolded, and if we're talking about the best part of the track and so forth, like it was probably there alongside the, the best lanes. Like it's beaten Wahini Toa. Uh, this just looks a bit iffy. As a race, you know, the leaders have compounded. They haven't necessarily finished off at all. Fast tempo. Second up, though. Lanes. Second up off a very slow tempo over 
1600 up to 2000 on a testing track it was like had to be ridden for a long way he's a complete beast he looked like a a, a man versus boys in the yard Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I, I think this horse has proper upside Okay, that's interesting. I mean, obviously, only second start in Australia, so that's what but, I mean. Yeah. Like, you imagine if he, if he, if he gets into a better race, draws barrier seven, and just jumps a little bit better, toes in behind him. He's a he's a physical beast. This horse. Mm. Um, and in the oh, I was, I was rapping Carleen Ethel for King Magnus on the radio. That was a mistake. It was T Stockdale. Geez, he put this <laughs> horse in. He put it right in the slot, didn't he? Fuck this hurt. I yeah. laid. I, I didn't like it in run. No, nah, I thought it was. I thought it was right in the sweet spot in run. Um, Crosshaven's yeah. a really nice type of horse. This is disappointing for how it looks. And Chart Charterhouse, um, heaps of improvement physically from the yard. Big fat juicy figure first up Australia, the the Maustas team were they were a bit sort of giggly giddy about this horse. I think there's a big rap on it. Probably be over bet next start, but I'd say it's a horse with proper proper ability. Mm. And big return Junipel Pete, off a year. Our old mate, the big fella. He got through his gears beautifully. I thought. I was going to say, he, he looked, oh, I wasn't there on track. You obviously were, but um, he looked enormous <laughs> on yeah. the TV. Mm. Yeah, big, thick boy. Big, girthy, <laughs> girthy boy. I know, I know, Jennifer. He, he goes well on wet. You wouldn't think so looking at him for memory. Anyway. I think he's just like a, just a good horse. Yeah. That was first up for a year. Good world of horse can't, can't. Not run well first up over the, the, Now, the, the caveat with Junipel, I know I'm going deep, but I'm so into my form at the moment. He ran a very similar figure first up last prep, which was in February of 2022. And then obviously something went amiss that preparation, and that's why we haven't seen him for over a year. But, um, or just on a year, but... Um, yeah, he did. He did gently come off that big fatty that he ran first up, and it was the same type of run, well back, soft embedding, steamed home, and then he, and then he came to town and he started like a quarter of the price and ran nine or thirteen. So that was a group three. Don't know. Mm, okay. Um, talk to us about the the week ahead, Dico. What, what are you doing now? Like, what, what's this new business? What's what's the uh, rated prices and stuff? What can we expect? I thought you, you retired. Uh, I have. Lindsay will be providing a um, trial report today for okay. uh, our clients, um, and then those of them who have signed up to my product will be having a Zoom session with me today at four pm, uh, where we're going to go through some races in detail, and I'll just answer any questions I have. Yep, probably max for a half an hour. Uh, prices Wednesday morning for sale and then um, a, pr- a preview via Zoom with everyone who's um, a client of the product, uh, who's got the product on on Friday or Thursday. When did, when did I say I was going to do that, Pete? Do you remember? Uh, Thursday for the preview. Thursday preview via Zoom for the, for the people who are on the product and then prices and maps and 
everything else Saturday morning. So you get a, a trial report Monday plus a random Zoom meeting reviewing it and just like sort of educating and asking and answering questions. Prices Wednesday, Zoom meeting, Teams Zoom meeting Thursday and then prices, et cetera, on Saturday. Oh, sounds fun. Uh, this is my last week doing WA before I take a extended spell and by that I mean a brief spell. But in the meantime, I'll also be at Royal Ascot for Mounting Yard Mail days one, three and five. That sounds like fun, doesn't it, Rob? <laughs> Just like just going to be Russian camelots out everywhere, I reckon. I don't know. It, I've uh, got no uh, idea what to expect. Uh, I've been to day five before in 2010. Of course, I didn't back the Aussie Star Spangled Banner, but I did see maybe the second best horse I've ever seen after to look at after So You Think called Harbinger. Oh, yeah. one, the, only, the one that woke in and the next start destroyed them in the St. George. And I think he ended up in Japan as a siren's done pretty well. But Pete, I'm I'm looking forward to that. That's that's, that's awesome. so exciting. Yeah, <laughs> go all night. But yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be getting you in the daytime. So um, yeah, you'll, need, you'll need to send in some pictures and some like video of what you're doing, what you're operating like, what you're looking like, etc. For the mailbag. Oh yeah, like if I get refused entry or something like that, or you know, missed a flight, end up in somewhere in the middle of Eastern Europe. I mean, look, there's any possibility <laughs> until I actually get there. I, I won't put anything past me. But, uh, well, mate, that, that, that's and just the challenge as a punter to get a result. My mum was uh, at Epsom yesterday and won on Derby Day. Uh, oh. She's in the UK. She was, she was, she was in Japan a month or two earlier. Um, she, she, she didn't bet. She couldn't work it out. Are you wearing gloves? Not washing up gloves. Just, I've been on mute for a lot. And, you know, shut up, guys. <laughs> anyway, yes, yeah. The point is, Pete, if you can get a result for the units, you're going to be sending units from, yeah, from yeah. Alaska? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Can't be any worse than betting at Ascot and Belmont and Perth at the moment. So, uh, yeah, just trying to do a bit of a reset. It'll be outstanding. They'll be like the nicest horses you've ever seen, I reckon. Yeah. Big, Big. scopey, athletic, massive chest freaks. I mean, like the yeah. A graders of the B graders that we buy and import here. Yeah, all racing for ribbons mostly. Yeah. If it's not Royal Ascot, you know. The races aren't worth much. Big old, it's a it's a it's a good track. You know, usually there's pacemakers and stuff involved, but yeah. I remember um yeah, out of the yard when I saw Harbinger, I, I went back to the group and said, Boys, this is we got, we got even money, so it wasn't, it wasn't a big um result, but a little bit of trumpet work to finish off uh the <laughs> off. Rob is in form. The mailbag.com. He absolutely is informed. Um, I'll leave you guys to your own devices for the next few weeks. So pray for us all. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't sure well, what, I got, uh, what will happen. Well, I got another nice week of weather in Sydney, Wednesday, Canterbury, Saturday. I think we'll be back at Randwick. But yeah, we're going to be on good tracks again. Fucking roll on. Beautiful Might have, work. Yeah, might have to actually still do some form then for this Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, guys. Go well.